Hello, nerds. This is the interview I did at Dink Denver 2018 with Joe Kelly and Stephen T. Siegel, the man of action dudes. Also, uh, Joe Kelly did like Deadpool, and uh, Stephen T. Siegel was a writer at Marvel and at DC for a while with Joe Kelly. That's how they met, but we get into that in the interview. So, this episode has been sponsored by the guys over at PunishShirt.com. I'm not wearing the shirt right now, but it does look something like this right here. Head over to PunishShirt.com, get yourself the General Lee nerdy shirt or any of their other great shirts. And before you do, though, enjoy this interview real quick. Quiet on the set, rolling. Hi, I am Bitsy Tellick. Hey, I'm Hale Appleman. I'm Walter Kane. I'm Rene Aubergenois. Odo on Deep Space Nine. Michael Dorn, Lieutenant Commander War, Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, come and see me and hear me and talk to me and listen to me talk about myself. Hey man, this is Kevin Smith, often considered generally nerdy, and you are listening to what is often considered generally nerdy. On Generally Nerdy. You're listening to Generally Nerdy. Generally Nerdy. Generally Nerdy. Hello, nerds. We are sitting with Stephen T. Siegel and Joe Kelly, the guys from Man of Action. Not Productions. I almost said it again. Entertainment. <laughs> good. I apologize for screwing up the name. I honestly, so I knew you guys were a thing together. Well, we're not a thing. Well, not like I mean, I like mean, that yeah. you were business we were partners because of because of the comic book work that you've done yeah. together. But I I didn't learn the name of your company until I was doing the research for the the interview. Oh. I was like, that's really cool. And then I, I, I kind of saw a little bit, and then you guys talked about it in the panel, uh, kind of how you got together. Real quick, since I was late to the panel and couldn't record it, let, can we go through real quick just how the two of you became business partners and how Man of Action kind of came about? Yeah, there's actually four of us, and we all met working on the X-Men books together. Uh, and we enjoyed each other's ideas and company, and then eventually migrated one at a time over to the Superman books. Uh, and I was the last one to go there and enjoyed each other's idea and company. Uh, but uh, both of those are like pressure cooker work situations. Yeah. And at some point, I think it was this guy, said, you know, the four of us should do this, but not for big companies. We should just do it for ourselves. Make stuff up together, have ideas together, work together. Uh, so we started Man of Action to do that. And you said, when you first started it, this is from your panel, when you first started, that there was four of you, and you said, we're not adding anyone else to the company, and here you are 12 years later? 18. 18, 18 yeah. years <laughs> later. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. So what has changed from those early days? Obviously, you're planning to fail, like you were talking about <laughs> yes. in the panel. Yeah. Uh, so what well, has think, changed? I think saying we were planning is giving us too much credit. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> you're, you're anticipating the failure. Something. We're just fumbling Stumbling along. forward, yeah. <laughs> uh, what, has, what has changed from those early days, uh, just the four of you, to now 18 years later, just the four? I think the, the biggest change was actually accepting that we were a proper company and a unit. So in the, in the beginning, we would go into meetings and we would be pitching projects and sort of competing against one another, sort of for the idea. Pick mine, pick Even, mine. Yeah, exactly. Even though we were all in it together. And it took a little while to sort of iron that out where we finally realized this, you know, rising tide lifts all boats and we all own each other's stuff and let's just do it. And right. then it became like, oh, your idea is better than mine. I'm, I can shut up now. So that was probably that that learning curve and that level of trust. I think is the thing that, that really has changed most. So you're talking about pitching, going back to your days with the big two. 
Was there any any project that either of you just kind of slipped through your hands? You, you wanted it so bad, but it never happened. Uh, I was mad when Joe got Daredevil because I loved Daredevil, <laughs> and I was like, at some point, I'm going to do a definitive run on Daredevil. And then Joe just like, oh, they put me on Daredevil last week. I'm like, <laughs> no one called, no one asked. Uh, no, I've been really lucky. <laughs> I have to say, no, honestly, like my. My career. You wrote Deadpool for Christ's sake. Well, no, yeah. I mean, I, I, I was uh, Spidey would have been the one that got away, and then I got to write Spidey, and because that was my childhood favorite, and I just we got X Men very early in my career. I mean, it was just a very lucky, right place, right time. Uh, I think it would be fun to write Batman someday, but uh, it's okay. That's that right. You're only on Superman. That's yeah. I mean, but I but wrote you JLA. Had a great run. Yeah. You <laughs> yeah, had I mean, a great freaking run. Yeah. So but, well, thank you. I, and and I, I loved. I learned to love the character. But yeah, uh, there are things I would like to do, but they weren't like ones that got away. Right. So but I'm, I've just always been more about making something new. I'm just not as impressed by right. playing with the old toys, really. Right. There are people who do that great. I'm not one of them necessarily. I like to just go. Like I did a book of essays. Here's something you haven't seen: comic book essays. Take that, and then my next thing will be something different. That's it's funny because that's that's not that comic books is necessarily a new medium, but new mediums like YouTube, which is where this is going to be going mostly. Uh, that kind of thing is happening now. You see uh, YouTubers like Nerdwriter who does video essays on random things, and like that's. Well, TV uh, to, even. to challenge those forms is really fun and exciting. Yeah, I think it's a good time creatively for that. Like TV, five years ago, you had to go to a pitch meeting and say, this show is just like fill in the blank. Now yeah. they expect you to show up and go, this show is like nothing you've ever seen for these reasons. And that's what they're interested in. And I think that's, that's, the way, that's the way good stuff happens. You know, like even Frank Miller's Daredevil. Why did I like Daredevil? Because he had a laser sharp vision of what he wanted to do, and it wasn't really Daredevil. It was Frank Miller doing Daredevil. Right. You know, and that's why it was good because he did his own thing. Uh, so, kind and of Klaus moving. <laughs> <laughs> kind of moving along. Uh, just derailing that line of <laughs> questioning. Going over to I Kill Giants. Congratulations. You guys have, or you specifically, did you have much to do with the movie? Almost, almost, almost nothing. nothing. <laughs> but my name's all over it, so yay. Man of action. <laughs> because, it's, because it's your production company. So, yeah. so congratulations to you both, effectively, because 72% critic aggregate on Rotten Tomatoes, but a 92% fan aggregate on Rotten Tomatoes. So, I'd say the screenplay and the direction by Andrew Svalter. And all the performances and everything else is what made that happen. <laughs> well, the the girl that they got to play the lead was yeah. Madison Wolf. Brilliant. Yeah. Like, at, there were times where you're watching it, and it's like, is she mentally ill? And then when when the twist happens, oh, and yeah, brilliant. She's, I I haven't got my hands on your book yet, and I apologize for that. Shame but on. right. No, <laughs> But I've, I've read all of your Deadpool, I promise. <laughs> well, and she'll be starring in the next Deadpool. There you go. <laughs> uh, no, Madison, uh, Madison, she's so amazing. She's so down to earth, so much fun and, and bubbly. And then when she needed to be Barbara, she, as she put it, she's like, Barbara's savage. I'm like, yeah, she's pretty savage. And she would snap into it. That and, is an astute observation. Yeah, and when we found her, she was, um, she turned 15 during the shooting of the so we found her over a year prior to that. So her audition tape, she's like 13 and a half. And, and you could still tell like how much raw talent was going on. So head and shoulders above, you know, and there, we saw a lot of great auditions. But she just had this something going on. And Anders didn't tell me his favorite. Uh, 
I, I got 25. They had gone through 500. In the casting? Yeah, in the casting. Oh, okay. And so it was the 25 choices, and, and you know, Madison just left off. The, you know, watching on your computer something oh, shot on your man. cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> and she's still amazing. And, uh, so, of course, he had picked her as well. And there was no question. She's, she's like, like the kids from Stranger Things. Like, mm -hmm. seeing them outside of character even, it's like they are functioning on such a level that... And I'm sure she's the same in person, just... Yeah, it was incredible. Everybody was like that. I mean, they really got along so well. Rory Jackson, who plays the, the bully, was right. like the sweetest girl. Like, <laughs> so sweet. And and as soon as she had to be Taylor, I mean, it was you almost felt bad she had to be me. Um, but they were, yeah, they were all incredible. Sydney and Sophia, they're wonderful young actors. Really great. Uh, and I, when I do this research, I kind of just, as I find it, it goes down. So I apologize if we're skipping back and forth. But back over to Space Ghost. Oh. <laughs> Quite a leap. Yes, <laughs> very, very different. I like I, I write it in one way, and then I go even more ADD uh, when I'm reading through them. So, Space Ghost, that was just you. Was I mean not just you, but you were <laughs> yeah, the writer. I mean, uh, Steve and I apologize. I'm not on not it. Ariel Olivetti will be mad <laughs> if it was just Joe. Yes. Um, <laughs> was that was that given to you, or did you have to fight for Space Ghost? Oh no, I uh, I knew they were doing the Hannah Barbera characters. I right. pitched to do Space Ghost. Um, I pitched to do that darker take. Yeah, so that was that was that was going to be my next question. Was it your yeah. idea to go more realistic with the? Yeah. If the question is something went darker. Was that Joe <laughs> Kelly? Touche. The answer Touché. is yes. <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, yeah. Uh, I. Well, well it could have been. We want this dark. Let's give it to Joe Kelly. Well, yeah. but he seems bubbly. You don't guess it. But <laughs> yeah. No. But left to his own devices. It's a rotting core in here. That just, <laughs> uh, no, the thing was that I thought. Um, with any of these characters that you go back to, that especially if they've got a long legacy, I feel like you have to pull the thing that that you felt about the character, not like your favorite story. That's right. for me the worst thing to do. I don't want to see a retelling. But I remember, like I remember the High Adventure. But Space Ghost wore a hood, like he wore a dark executioner's hood, as far as I was concerned. And that idea of them being in space, there was an element of even though it was lighthearted fair at the time. It was played really straight and played serious, so that carries through for me. I feel the same way about Herculoids. I, mean, I think you can take any of those things. I would make Herculoids as dark an origin story uh, as I did with Space Ghost, but there's an element of what does it mean to be on that planet with these creatures. Right. You know, I would dig into that. So, uh, yeah, and Ariel was, uh, you know, such so masterful at bringing that to life. It's a beautiful book. And, it really, really is. Yeah, and they took a, a chance on it. I was really glad they did. Brilliant. Um, again, jumping around. <laughs> I swear the last bit uh, is Ben 10 and stuff, so it'll be for... But the next bit is Deadpool, okay. which you also... I'll just go get a Coke. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'll go, I just, I'll go this get is a the last one. This is the last one that I'm, that I'm sending straight to Joe. And then both of, both of you are back in this, I swear. <laughs> uh, Deadpool. Was, was that another one that they said, hey, this is a dying, you want to do something? Or did you <laughs> pitch to... Because uh, Leafield basically abandoned Deadpool when it wasn't selling. They were going to cancel it. Leafield was like, all right, cool, whatever. And you took... I mean, I'm definitely paraphrasing the history, but... Because yeah, Joe's actually started with a number one, so there was nothing yeah. to cancel. Yeah, there was... There, it, well, I mean, well, he what was... What happened was they, they basically wanted to do another X book. Right. Um, so they were taking pitches for Deadpool. And uh, Matt Idelson, who I work with on like what ifs and stuff like that, um, 
offered me an opportunity to pitch, and a lot of people were doing this sort of straightforward mercenary thing. And I was like, he's funny, like, let's go comedy with it. Because everyone kept saying, it's going to be a six-issue thing that gets canceled, so who cares? Right. And then, being a new writer, they were like, oh, well, he's cheap, and let's go with him. <laughs> uh, it'll be canceled in six issues. And then, you know, three years later was when we finally got into the point of that borderline of cancellation. Where I finally had to step away because I kept thinking it was over. And right, it wasn't that, over that kind of stress. Yeah, and, and and then it didn't get canceled, so I made the wrong choice. Clearly, <laughs> I should have stuck around. The, but my, uh, my yeah, friends who got me into comic books when I I was started reading Deadpool, modern Deadpool. I was like, yo, this is great. What sh what else should I read? Because he's ten years older than me. He'd been reading since he was ten. Uh, he goes, Joe Kelly, Deadpool. If you really like Deadpool, that's the run you need to read. And I went and bought everything. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so now, Cartoon Network, Ben 10. This is Man of Action. This is everything. Um, who was it that pitched? I mean, you guys said you had 20 pitches in 20 minutes. We did. Was that all to Cartoon Network or their oh, uh, yeah. Viacom? We knew, we knew the executive was a guy who was a yes-no kind of guy. Okay. And so one of the worst things you can do for somebody like that is go in with a 20-minute pitch on a thing that in the first 30 seconds they know they're not going to want. Right. So we just thought it would be funny to take a bell and a stopwatch and just go, <laughs> here's 60 seconds of this, and you start reading, and then the bell rings and you just immediately jump ship to a totally different thing. Yeah. So we thought that was funny, uh, but it was also pragmatic. Absolutely. This guy was, he was out at 30 seconds and you're doing 60. So we did a bunch. We would just go guy, 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 and start over. We each had five to do. We made we made up the whole shows for all of them. A lot of work. Uh, and then pitch number eight was Ben 10. distilled it down to a minute each. And yep. And then pitch pitch eight was Ben 10. They just stopped us. They're like, that's it. You don't need to do any more. That's the one we want. Wow. And we're like, no, we're doing the rest of them because we spent a lot of time yeah. making these things up. But it was still pitch number eight, Ben 10. That's brilliant. Um, Pardon me. Yeah. I, I, gasping for air coming upstairs. <laughs> uh, so, Ben 10, you guys had five different Ben 10 series? This is the, this fifth. Is the fifth right yeah. now, right? Uh, what caused you to want to reboot the series for number five and not just do another continuation? Well, I mean, the, the audience ages up, right? So right. you get to a point where uh, it's important to say, we're making a show for young kids. We love our legacy fans and fans who've been around for a long time. Yeah. But, you know, this is how you, you perpetuate cartoons. You gotta get, you know, new guys uh, and gals. So we, it was a Cartoon Network decision ultimately to say, we're gonna put a pause in and we're gonna reboot, you know. And um, we were really happy to do it because we loved classic Ben. We love all iterations for various, you know, in different ways. But that classic Ben, I think we could have done you know, yeah, and we, we did feel like they aged him too soon. Like we yeah. didn't feel like we had done enough ten-year-old stories, mm -hmm. so it was good to be able to go back and do some more. Yeah. Really cool. uh, just derailed. That's why I have this. Uh, congratulations on the renewal for the third season for the reboot. Yay! Um, <laughs> we work so far in the future that like we've known that for so long. <laughs> That's what it was. It's funny that it gets announced, and then we're like, oh yeah, we have to, hey. Yeah. Would, would you have considered doing a version of Ben 10 for Adult Swim, since they did age him 
and, and you know you kind of progressed and your audience aged up and now I'm sure a fair amount of them that started watching it when it first aired are watching the shows. Oh, they're all 22 years old. Yeah, yeah, they're all watching the stoner stuff on Adult Swim, right? The so, answer is yes, but no. But I they mean, wouldn't pick it up? Well, it's not yeah. even, they might, but the thing is, Ben 10 is a thing. Sure. And if you do Ben 10, you know, the adult film, it's suddenly you've <laughs> yeah. ruined what Ben 10 is and that adult film is not going to last very long. But right. not, not even necessarily because... And not to not to like shut you down, but I feel like because Rick and Morty is so successful, not that you would go that adult with it, but that's kind of that would be a, essentially but, the audience. No, yes. yeah, but but Rick and Morty is its original. It's built for them. You know, true. even even if it takes its inspiration from tropes you already know right. and twists it. You know, if if we were to do you know Sven Ten and it was a weird <laughs> adult thing, maybe that would be. But we also uh, you know. Like Steve was saying, like about creating original stuff. Yeah, it's so it's. I mean, to have been out there in the world and to have literally been in, in uh, you know what, 170 something countries and, and to be on air for 10 years, 12 years, it, it's been amazing. So it's awesome that that exists by itself. We want to create new stuff. So we want to create an adult. I mean, animation. we shouldn't interrupt an interview, but there's oh, before, voodoo before. donuts being <laughs> thrown. Oh my lord! You know you want a voodoo donut. No, I'll, I'll wait. Thank you, though. <laughs> No, that's okay. Um, so we would love to do uh, mature cartoons, uh, like like Steve said. I've got a pretty dark core, and we've talked about a lot of ideas, and we have a bunch of stuff we want to pitch. But, but it we would just be make something, something new. new. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah that, that that was going to be the follow-up. Was would is there something like that in your? We have a show right now that we're pitching that pitching? that's in that zone. Yep. There's the, I, like you guys said in the panel. I'm sure there's a lot you can't talk about. Um, what though? Now that we've gone through everything very ADD style, what is can you talk about that's on the plate for Man of Action going forward? Mega Man. So oh, that's right. people who like Mega Man. You guys are doing Mega Man. We are. We're doing a new Mega Man I animated so series. I'm so excited about that. <laughs> it's been announced as coming on Cartoon Network, so we can yes. even say that. We can't say much about it, except to say that it's a new, and yet all the stuff you love from Mega Man is there, and stuff you never even knew about Mega Man is there. Animation style similar to Ben or something different? No. Is discussed yet? Uh, they've shown some art. Okay. Yeah. Good. It's a, it's I, a I feel like I've seen something for it. But well, I, there's there's there been was, a couple of rounds of something. Yeah. It, it, it's gone through an interesting process to get where it is. But DHX is, is uh, the producers of it. Uh, the animation looks great. So it's, it's a CG show. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, really looks that's cool. right. That's right. That yeah. was the last bit I saw. Yeah. Good. So, yeah, that's been out there. And they're doing an incredible job. They Sweet. really get it. It's, it's a very fun show. There are definitely surprises for you know older fans that are. I mean, it's a thirty-year-old property, right? So, um, so fans who they will have certain expectations that will be surprises, and then the young kids who only maybe seen Mega Man and like Smash Brothers, it's going to be a brand new show for them. So it's it's going to be really fun. There's also. I can't remember the producer off the top of my head, but there's a producer director who's talking about doing a live action yes. Mega oh, Man. Yeah. You guys are not related yeah. to that. Totally unrelated. Um, it's the 30th anniversary of Mega Man, so there's yeah, a lot of stuff. Yeah, they're doing the anthology series out on the systems on the yeah. Switch and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, so books-wise, uh, I know you guys are doing stuff by yourselves. What are you? What are you currently pushing besides Get Naked? <laughs> well, I am pushing Get Naked. I'm pushing it right now because uh, I have to push this book because it's a weird tough sell it's essays right. Right, graphic right. novel essays like we've had graphic novels I've seen graphic poetry but I like like NPR David Sedaris style essays and I just thought 
could you do a comic book that is the comic book version of that? Uh, and it's it's Get Naked. 19 stories about getting naked in foreign countries all over the world and how weird that is and my discomfort and yet the rest of the world seeming fineness with it all. Right. <laughs> uh, so there's that. And then I'm doing a sequel to Camp Midnight, my kids' book from a couple of years ago, Free Comic Book Day book. Uh, that were 160 out of 240 pages done, so trucking along on that. Yeah. Uh, and my next project I'm doing with Ken Demora, Drew uh, yeah. I Kill Giants. Um, it's called Immortal Sergeant, and uh, it's uh, very, very excited about it. It's a project I've wanted to do for a really long time. Ken and I have worked together on a couple of cool things, little things. Um, we have a story coming out in Japan uh, in the Tetsuka magazine about black, a Blackjack story, which I'm over the moon about. It was really cool to get to do that character. I love Tetsuka as a, as a hero, creative hero of mine. Um, and we, we have a couple of other small projects, but the, the next graphic novel is, is Sarge. And, uh, so I'm writing that for Ken. It'll still take a little while. Any more for it? Yeah, but slow. But very, very <laughs> slow, yes. Yes. I, I literally was just telling somebody that, um, you know, I left the cliffhanger. Every once in a while you write yourself into a little bit of a corner. And I wrote this cliffhanger, which I, I knew how I, I could get out of the cliffhanger, but there was some plot stuff that I just felt like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm going to do it, did it? But I got caught up in plot, which we at our thing today we were talking about how plot is right. can really kick your butt. It's yeah. the wallpaper. And I thought, yeah, and I finally woke up one day, and you have one of those moments where you're like, oh my God, I know how to start the next issue. And can, I can do it, you know? Nice. It was a weird moment, but yeah, I have to convince Max that I'm serious. So when I give Max a full <laughs> script and he can see it, he'll make the time to do it. Max is very committed to finishing the book. Um, you know, it's essentially would be eight more issues would be the ideal. Um, and then that would be And that would be it, level. yeah. So, uh, you know, four four chunks of four. Keep with the theme. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was our pleasure. Thank you. You have no idea how much it was my pleasure. <laughs> I guess we should have asked first, is it like a white supremacist website? No. <laughs> like, we're just like, sure. I mean, I do, I do do a, I, I do do a second podcast? No. <laughs> it's, it's a little trolly. That's about as deep as it goes. <laughs> this is totally just nerd stuff. I, it's not political. 